0: It's the Seth Seth Williams Williams Show with Mike Giselka, and here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike
1: Giselka! Welcome to another Monday night. It's another week, it's another day, it's another snowy day outside. What the hell's going on
2: here? Uh, just continuing the cycle of all four seasons each and every week. Yeah,
1: it seems absolutely bizarre what's going on, but that's the world we live in. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't. Know, I'm in one of those moods today. I don't know what the deal is. I'm frustrated, <laughs> angry, pissed off. Um, not at anybody in particular. Just annoying. Right. Um, still trying to find like a job. Job. Um, and so get this one. So I'm dealing with a woman, very nice lady. And we talked about it last week. I had to do like a mock interview. Right. And we got a few minutes here. So I'll talk about this and the other thing that's irritating me. Um, but so I had this mock interview with the guy. Very nice guy. Uh, and we went through this whole thing. I put on a, well, a tripped flannel shirt. So I wasn't you know, like extremely dressed up. But I still look better than I'm, you know, normal to sit around the house. And so he has me on, and we're doing a Zoom meeting. Zoom meetings are now the thing, and that was great. And he starts talking to me about, you know, asking me questions. Like, he was pretending he's like the the boss. He's interviewing me for a job, and we go through all the things. And, you know, I tried to be as professional as humanly possible. And then he said that I was his best interview ever, the best mock interview he's ever done. Which is great. I think that that's awesome. That, that's fantastic. But who the hell is he interviewing? <laughs> if I'm the best that he's ever had. Ever. Ever. And he said he does a lot of them. Then who the hell is he interviewing? I tried to explain to him I don't know why I'm doing this. I didn't just get off the bus from some prison somewhere and never had a job. I, I didn't just fall off a turnip truck. Um, I've been employed since I was 16 years old for the past 23 years in the same profession. But even then, I had to interview for the triv job. I had to interview for a traffic job that I had briefly. I had right. to interview for <laughs> any job that I've ever had at the radio stations.
3: Fair. I've
1: interviewed. I know how to do an interview. I don't know why I had to do it, but I guess it's part of the program that I get to interview. And, and it, I just didn't get it. I don't know what they thought I was. I have. It's not like I've been sitting on a couch wondering, well, you know, how to get a job. I know how to get a job. I just can't find
2: one. Do you and think so- that the reason they do these kind of fake interviews is so they can garner the information? They can't just come out and ask you because it's politically incorrect. Like, can you read? Are you stupid? Do you can know how to fill the sentence and all that other stuff? Do you yeah, know that how to write? Be- That could absolutely be the case that that they have to, or it's some sort of quota thing that they have to
1: do where they have to like put down, we did the mock interview with him. Right. And so they can mark it off their little checklist of crap that needs to be done. Um, the one question that I missed, I did miss a question, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know you could miss a question, but, um, I was asked, what type of fruit would you be? If you could be a fruit, if you could pick any fruit to be, what would you be and why?
2: Well, my answer is I would be a fruit with a peel. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, I, I wanted to be
1: inappropriate and say like a banana and say what like I'd like to see somebody do to it. Yeah. But I didn't go that direction. I, I, I don't even know. I, I think I said grapes. And I, I don't even know why I said grapes because I just had to pick something. I don't eat a lot of fruit. I eat grapes, I guess, because they're tasty. I didn't say they like remind me of boobs or something. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what you're going to say to that. But apparently, yeah. that's the new <laughs> style of interviewing. You have to pick what fruit you want to be in. Well, and what why. I want to know is how'd you get it wrong, dude? I, 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 I don't know. That was wrong. Kumquat. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the right answer would have been. I, I think the right answer is, well, I'm not going to even say it, but the, I don't know what the, the right answer would be. What fruit would you be? So you'd be with appeal. Yeah. Something,
2: something with right. appeal. Yeah. Or a kumquat if I was in the mood to be, you know, smart ass.
1: Yeah. I, I, but I passed, I guess, my interview um, portion of this. And so, you know, they passed me along jobs. Well, let's see. The two first jobs that I get from the people that are, to help me find a job are with the state of Ohio. Dealing with unemployment claims. <laughs> I'm battling with unemployment because I can't get my claim you know, taken care of. They, uh-huh. After they approved me three times, they denied me now. And so now what I'm supposed to apply for is a job to be a customer service rep for unemployment. Wow. And I'm supposed to deal with people that have unemployment claims that they want to investigate. How about I'm going to investigate mine and approve myself and then quit that damn job?
2: There you go. Well, I would tell you something. You're rightfully agitated, but I'm bred the day that we get on to start this show. And I ask you, what happened today, Seth? And you say, I came real close to getting a job, but at the very end of my interview, the boss looked at me, shook his head, and said, we're really sorry, Seth, but we were looking for a banana.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm. it's slightly frustrating that I'm even doing this. I mean, that's, it's fine. You know, I got this prosthetic leg, and I love doing this show. And this show is expanding by leaps and bounds as we keep continuing on, which is great. But I still need, you know, extra crap to, you know, take care of Bill's run here. Um, so
2: what about your next interviewer? Take your, have your leg off because they can't see you from the waist down. Right. And have it in your hand. And when they say, "Why do you think you should be considered for this job?" Just take the leg, set it on the table next to you, and go because I have a leg up on everybody else. Nice.
1: Yeah, See, that would be good. That would be very creative. I should. I should take advantage of these Zoom meetings and and go legless. Unbelievable on the counter. I could use this as a paperweight. Yeah. You know Peter Peter Nab that we've had on numerous of times. Course. Yeah. Young man in a wheelchair. But he's going to like all trying to get to all 162 um, Guardians games this year. Yep. He sent me a message the other night because we were talking via text and he's going to be on the show again once uh, the season actually starts. And I was telling him some of the stuff that is going on. He goes, um, well, did you apply it? I hop. I hop. Get it. I hop. Oh, geez. I hop the leg thing right i said all right peter i'm done talking to you how about footlocker <laughs> there you go didn't try that one either
2: unfortunately it is a system
1: i should have said what fruit do you want really to eat?
2: well today i identify as a grape <laughs> oh <laughs> not that kind of fruit sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually i did ask him what kind of fruit would you be i just started interviewing him because you know uh, I thought know, I should do something with it. I wanted to take advantage of the time I had. And so I asked him, what kind of fruit should I have said, Or what kind of fruit would you yeah. be? I he said like a halo or a cutie, I think they're called. But like a smaller version of an orange, like a tangerine, orangey kind of thing. Yeah. And I said, well, why? Well, because once you peel back the layers, it's very nice and sweet and inside and Okay. Well, I mean, that's great. That's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's a great answer. But I if you're in customer
2: service, that. who's got time to pull back the layers? You've got to decide whether you're talking, to, you know, up or down in two seconds.
1: And how about my qualifications for customer service? I've been in radio for 23 years
2: dealing with people on a day-to-day basis. And how about interviewing for the uh, state of Ohio? You've been doing interviews. You could do interviews in your sleep.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, the state of Ohio doesn't give me a job or unemployment. So how about that? I don't know.
2: But uh, uh, yeah, we do have it's some it's good news. Increasingly frustrating. What? Yeah. Tell everybody about how much easier you just made it for them to join the show.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can join the show really
2: easy now. We a show in downtown Cleveland on home opener on April 7th. Yes, that would good be
1: idea. A, a goal for us. We've talked about that. We actually have talked about that, and uh, I don't think we would have a problem setting up somewhere outside the stadium. And We can have Peter as a guest. We would definitely have Peter as a guest, but he's going to call into the show when he uh, gets back from Arizona. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it is easy to call the show now. We do have some changes that we have made. Um, real simple stuff. Now, instead of copying and pasting a link that was different every week and you have to do all that kind of junk, all you got to do on your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever, is just go to call dot dot com. Call dot dot com, and it'll take you to the studio. You have your choice of going on camera or not on camera. So you can just call in like you would call into any other radio show, and you could just call dot dot com. And when you're there, don't enable your camera, just enable your microphone, and you'll come on and be able to to talk. Just like any other call in, you won't be on camera, so that's a uh, good thing. You would get a large, large crowd since the flagship station hangs out in the bar without fans before the gate opens. That is true; they do. Um, I would love to actually be out with people. That'd be that's, great. That's the uh, the purpose of what we do. Um, and don't forget, there is a listen live button now that but you can listen in your car with the phone locked. You don't have to see us, which is a good thing. And um, you can listen in your car while you're driving just hook your phone up to your car and it's real simple it'll stay on the entire time so the listen live button on the thesethwilliamshow.com, the Williamshow.com. or call dot Williamshow.com if you want to join us uh speaking of joining us we got tom online he's going to have a uh, a big event coming up hey tom how you doing
5: Good, guys how are you good to see you again you fantastic. too fantastic
1: where are you at? You're looking good. I see the uh, sign behind you, Donald yeah, Trump. Uh, the home <laughs> office here. Oh, that's good. So you have a big event coming up. Why don't you tell everybody about it? What's going on?
5: Yeah, down in Medina County, uh, the Republican Party Medina County. It's our uh, annual Lincoln Day dinner. And uh, for all you uh, right-leaning folks that follow your local Republican Party, it's usually you know normal Lincoln Day dinners or the Secretary of State of Ohio or maybe the governor might pop in or your local state rep. Um, In the last few years we've had, um, for our dinners, we've had uh, Dennis Prager, Laura Trump, the signs you see behind me here. Uh, Last year was Don Trump Jr. And this year we are having uh, Dr. Ben Carson, um, world-renowned surgeon, ran for president in 2016, was also the secretary of HUD President Trump, um, and he will be our keynote speaker on April 8th down here in Wadsworth uh, for our 2023 Lincoln Day Dinner. Um, and normally, you know, Dr. Carson doesn't do these kind of events. He's like a, uh, he's on the speaking circuit thing. He'll do uh, you know, Ivy League commencements and foundational uh, fundraiser events for, for various organizations. So he is not the guy that pops into a county party's Lincoln Day Dinner. So we're super excited to have him uh, coming up. Well, cool!
2: Congratulations on the initiative to reach out and try to get somebody like that. That's
5: yeah. We're always trying to do something a little, a little bit different. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, we've, well, since we took over the party um, middle of twenty twenty, we've we've kind of made it a mission to we try to find a way to. to to step up and stand out. Um, other other county parties were successful doing it. It's not a unique idea that, that we came up with. Uh, Mahoning County over in the Youngstown area was, was already been doing this kind of thing. And we said, well, we're far enough away from them. Let's let's try to kick it up a notch and, and see what we can do. And so far, it's been uh, been very successful. So we're about a month away from that that event. Uh, we got three different ticket levels on sale now on the Dynagop.org. So hopefully you guys can, uh, over there, get your tickets. And um, actually this week, um, if you purchase our standard ticket level, um, everyone that, that, that purchased tickets at that level will be entered into a drawing to get their tickets upgraded. You there? To the, this week, uh, anywhere from two to six um, tickets will be upgraded to that meet and greet. Um, oh okay so uh we're we're excited we can offer that. We had some, some good sponsorships come in, so we're able to to offer a little discounted ticket ticket level, open up a lot more seats, and uh so we're gonna we're gonna kick that off this week with uh you know, municipal drawing concepts. So. And
1: that's April
5: 7th. April eighth. That's April a Saturday 8th. night down at Galaxy in Wadsworth. That's right at uh I-76 and State Route 94, right, right there, to, right off the highway there. So, real easy to get to. Uh, you know, really, really nice venue in a, in a nice city.
1: And it's just medinaGOP.org.
5: MedinaGOP.org. Click on the events tab, and um, you know, if you're you're curious um, to see Dr. Carson, uh, he's got a great story. Some great books out for for all you for all you bookies out there. Um, some great documentaries on you know his uh, you know, surgical exploits. I don't, I don't know if you know, but he is uh, he was the first person that was able to successfully separate twins that were conjoined at the head. Uh, he was able to wow. figure out the vascular situation to separate um, you know neuroconjoined twins. So that kind of started off his real notoriety, and then also being conservative decided to run for president in 2016. But if you get a chance to go in and watch that little documentary, it's on YouTube, Netflix, other places, to watch him uh, go through that process of separating his conjoined twins, that was uh, pretty outstanding. So I, I remember seeing that years and years ago, even before he was uh, you know, in the presidential limelight. And um, so it's kind of kind of a very cool for me personally to get him to come into town here.
1: That's awesome. I've actually been to some of the uh... – uh, events down there in Medina County and they're all fantastic and a good time. And, uh, I was actually at the Christmas party there and, uh, I was at another event with you and it was actually, it was good stuff. So go to Medina and get those tickets. Ben Carson, going to be Dr. Ben Carson going to be
5: in town for that. Yeah. We're also doing, um, we, last year we did, uh, some, some one-off firearms for a live auction. Um, Max Miller, uh, Congressman Max Miller is going to help us, uh, auction off those firearms, uh, but they are very, very unique. You can go to uh, the Medina GOP Facebook page and see the preview of those, but they are one of a kind um, uh, custom engraved firearms uh, that Ohio Supply here in Wadsworth helps us, uh, you know, get to the event. So it's another way we raise, raise money to uh, to promote, um, you know, our mission and our, our platform here in Medina County. So hopefully you guys all go to medinagop.org get some tickets, see what else we got going on. And, um, and get a bunch of you to come out
1: on, on April 8th. Well, we appreciate it, Tom. Thank you very much. Good
2: luck with everything. Hey,
5: thanks, guys. Good to talk to
2: you. You, you too. too. We'll talk
1: soon. All right. Stay in touch, Uh There you go. Medinagop.org. Medinagop.org. Get those tickets. Uh, Dr. Ben Carson going to be in town. And, again, they always throw a good party down there, man. They're they do few events.
2: He also yeah. hinted that there's a calendar of all of the upcoming events. So you can support the uh, dinner and keep an eye on everything else that they got going on. Summer's around. I'm sure there's some summer activities too.
1: Yeah, MadonnaGOP.org. Good stuff. All right,
2: we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today, right?
1: Amen. I know you, you wanted to talk about this bank issue.
2: Well, I did for all kinds of reasons. Um, because I am really, really as sick as everybody else of all the soundbite solutions that pass for people thinking they know what they know. So the bank, uh, the SVS uh, bank uh, fails. Another bank fails. President gets on TV today and says that what they're going to do is guarantee all the deposits of everybody at the bank, which is uncharacteristic, but it's going to be paid for by all the fees that these banks pay pay into the banking system. That's a key for a couple of reasons. One, there's more money than you can shake a stick at in and around what they do and how they all pass that around in circles. Because as anybody who's studied anything about economy knows, The banks make their money off of fees and services like never before. That being said, I'm looking at this stuff on the left and I'm looking at this stuff on the right. And first wave said, oh, my God, this happened because Trump lifted the Dodd regulations and he excluded the middle range banks. and He raised the limit up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and or two hundred fifty million dollars for the size of the bank. And so on and so forth. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. You go back and investigate all of this and you see that um, all of these efforts to change that information and that kind of stuff was was applied for instituted by the bank lobbies over the last 20 years, 25 years. So it's not Biden. And it's not Trump and it's not the Republicans and it's not the Democrats. It's a matter of it's kind of like a train derailment because the trains run fine when they stay on the track. But as soon as one goes off, then whoever happens to be sitting in the White House that day gets all the blame for all kinds of stuff. My point to everybody else is take a look at. um what happened uh, with uh, bailing these banks out and everybody holding their breath saying, well, the taxpayers are going to get screwed if, and when they don't take a look at the fact that the banks were able to handle and absorb and take care of all this stuff by itself. But then That was going to be enough to come on and say, let's find some common ground. And no matter where you're coming in from, it's just one piece of the puzzle. Four o'clock this afternoon, when the stock market closed, they had some analysts on talking about how investors are trying to play the angle of, well, will people panic and will people demand this? Or will people trust what the president said about, you know, the banks bailing on taxpayers not having to pay for this? And they're all hedging and making money trying to cost. Why does the stock market go up and make all kinds of money whenever there's a scary situation around? And why does the stock market always go down when the unemployment numbers mean that everybody's working?
1: Well, one, uh, certainly unemployment numbers don't mean a whole lot. I I know that firsthand. Um, Yeah, You know, when you have a, and again, I I don't want to turn this, one party to the other or whatever. I don't want to get an argument, but when you have Biden come out and say, yeah, we have the best job numbers in the history of all presidents, well, when you come off of a pandemic where most people were either fired, laid off, or not working, or staying at home, or whatever, businesses closed, and all that, it's easy to rebound the way that it has. It's easy to say you have the best job creation in the history of presidents when the country was shut down. I mean, so Whatever, but I know firsthand unemployment numbers aren't exactly what they they seem. Um, with this bank stuff, I mean the market didn't really do a whole lot today. It was kind of fluctuating right in the middle. There had a little dip at the end, but it, it didn't seem like people were panicking too much. No. Um, yeah, I don't know what this means for other banks. I mean, now they're <laughs> now everybody's speculating what, what's going to happen next. Uh, I don't know what it was. It SV and then Signature Bank also went under. Signature
2: went uh, under too, yeah.
1: And now people are trying to get their money out and can't. I saw one woman who had $10 million um, locked up in SVB and trying to get her money out and can't right now. And I wanted to say well, you quit spending that $10 million on lip injections. She looked like a Muppet, but you know, <laughs> she had a ton of money in there and can't get to it. So I, I don't
2: know what she'd do. I don't know. It's kind well, of here's the back. thing, though. We send Congress to Washington to oversee just about everything because all the laws that get made, all the laws that get passed, are supposedly through Congress. That's their job. Everything, if you take the two major crises that's happened the last couple of weeks with Norfolk Southern and with the banks that were involved, Congress at one time, back in the day, 20, 25 years ago, when both sides of the aisle, got together, worked together, passed some decent regulations. But then the lobbyists spend 20, 30 years buying their way out of the regulations. That is the stuff that really irritates me. And then on top of that, when we don't send as many experts in and everybody says, oh, well, we got to make sure there's term limits. You can only serve for eight years. Well, that's really cool, except lobbyists have been there for 20, 30, and 40. So you show up on Capitol Hill day one and they twist you around in knots like you wouldn't believe and you never get anything done. And by the time you learn what you're doing, you got to cash it in and go home. Nobody would like term limits better than the lobbyists. And we don't even keep track of or name who they are. That's part of what I'm telling everybody about. Oh, by the way, before I leave, I have to say hi to little Alan, who's, uh just didn't know what the closed door meant, so he said to say hi. So see you there. <laughs> I'll talk to you after the show. Thanks, oh. buddy. Right now. Okay, good to see you. <laughs> See, what? look, Michael's not exactly
1: the monster everybody thinks. He hey. likes children. He doesn't actually keep them locked up in closets and torture them, right? Um, until they believe I, what he believes.
2: But- and I'm t- you're right. And that I'll tell you something. And and I, you know, if I talk about it long enough, I'll probably start crying. But it's little people like that that motivate a lot of what I do, because it, we gotta take a look at the p- the powers that be. Because the world that's changing is going to affect them a hell of a lot more than it is you and me, because we saw the glory days, man. I got away with all the stuff I got away with in the 70s because none of it was videotaped.
1: (laughs) Did you watch the Oscars at all last night? Hell no. All right, so I got into an argument with somebody today about the Oscars. Uh, I watched some of it last night. It didn't get political too much. Like, In fact, the one... Joke that I heard was Jimmy Kimmel talking about Hunter and Joe, but uh, so it it didn't go as as off the rails as I thought it was going to go, right? Um, apparently they ignored Zelensky and shunned him, shunned Ukraine. We talk about that a little bit about the fact that I think support for the war is kind of waning. I don't know how you feel, but the thing I wanted to bring up though is that I I got an argument these Oscars last night, and it goes back to what society is today, angered me also. When I'm sitting here looking at these millionaires who, for a living, act and they sit there um, awarding each other for making films like Top Gun and Black Panther yeah, um, and they show up in their nice cars and their dresses and suits that are worth more than anything I have in my home combined and it kind of makes me go well, what the hell is going on in society that these are the people that are we look up to you know we look up to these athletes we look up to these celebrities who act and and it, it makes me angry on a night like last night three hours of programming was taken up by awarding people for putting on a good show I mean, that's the job oppression you you chose and you're good at it great um i don't know I think it's kind of silly the way that we treat these celebrities anymore. Yeah, but when then I start you know, thinking about everything. I mean, it kind of makes me angry a little bit. But what are
2: we doing? Well, I'll tell you something. We're not that far apart when I bring up subjects like capitalism without a conscience, because those are the kind of things you have to consider when anything is fair game. you got to nail two new things that have never been nailed together in order to keep coming up with new products. And eventually, you're going to get to really stupid stuff for sale.
1: I mean, what what do you think? I mean, do you think that these athletes and these stars or
2: it's it's disproportionate? Well, you know, I I think look, I'm not saying
1: they shouldn't make what they make. I mean, no, 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 I get, but
2: I get I, that. I'm saying- I got more respect for somebody that actually makes movies and writes books and sings songs than I do who somebody who comes home from a hospital. And they're a Vanderbilt, the seventh. Should we idolize these people? So, you know, we that's and that's that's a a testament to, you know, we don't do enough to enrich the lives that we all lead and and consider them to be just as important. But I got to I got to balance that, too, because I'm a stand up comic. And we're descended from the court jesters. If we in the old days, if you painted your face and put bells on your toes and wore a funny hat, you could walk up to the king and and tell the truth about policy or this, that and everything. But if you were stupid enough, they wouldn't they wouldn't hang you. Everybody else would get killed. So, you you know,
1: you were in that. uh, Mark says uh, Jimmy made a joke about editing how the new release footage shows. The security guards gave a tour of the Capitol, which it does. Um, basically, no idea how Brendan Fraser won an Oscar for Best Actor over Austin Butler, who was Elvis. My daughter is the biggest Elvis fan you're possibly going to find.
2: That's the only movie I saw this whole past year that had anything to do with a nomination or the show. She saw the movie
1: like six times in a theater, has watched it numerous times um, here, and then her room is basically all Elvis stuff. I mean, she got a job so she could buy Elvis stuff. Uh, which is crazy but that's good um, yeah uh yeah i like the fact that she likes some of that older um stuff but yeah i i i didn't see a whole lot of these movies i'm just being honest. i didn't see any of them really i, I watched most of elvis but um
2: do you still like to go to the theater and i'll leave you the leave the chair aside because that's like a setback but no, say I, I, I walk
1: now so i can get into a chair into the theaters and stuff okay. that's not a problem. i love going to movie theaters so do i they' Priced people out. Yeah. You know, my daughter says, why why don't we go to the movies? Well, because for the three of us to go to a movie and do it the right way, yeah, popcorn, drinks, candy, whatever. And, you know, maybe if you want to go at night, God forbid, it's going to be a $100 night out. Exactly. For three or four people. Exactly. If she wants to bring a friend, forget about it. Right. But, it, yeah, they price people out now. And now you can get stuff on streaming. You can get, I mean, there are so many other options, but I like the actual
2: going to a movie. Yeah, I like the three hours of total silence.
1: I work, work on a script about a janitor cleaner. <laughs> uh, look up the counts of ESG. That is why they failed. Those banks are only invested in woke businesses, which turn, failed. No gun, fossil fuels, et cetera. They limited their investments, investment portfolios. Well is that accurate? I don't know.
2: That that's part of it. I it's, mean, I know that there was a
1: lot of businesses in that in SVB
2: or whatever it was. Yep. But then um I thought it was interesting. That the president pointed out, he says, we're gonna take care of the people that that there were actual depositors. But all of the people that had stock or all the people that invested in the banks, we're not going to touch how much money they lost because uh, stock market is capitalism. And that's what it's all about, because if you would not you know, made millions of do- dollars, you wouldn't have passed it around. The disgusting thing, again, for me is that the last hour before these banks collapsed, all the CEOs and the top level people gave themselves huge bonuses. Well, that's nice, right? Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I think, didn't Biden say that uh, those people are going to be fired, even if
2: everything yeah. they're saved or whatever? Yeah. Those people are gonna yeah. Be fired? Clean house and start over. I mean, you, if nothing else, that's the kind of thing you want to see happen to give people the confidence to start over, go somewhere else. You know, Wells Fargo went through hell and back 10 years ago, and um, they made a comeback. They're still around. They held a lot of low interest rate bonds as well. Exactly. And that's what uh, Dodd-Frank required them to do with stress management is make sure their portfolio was diversified enough so they weren't all marginalized on low rate bonds and low return businesses that they had to have a balance. And uh, that's the regulation that they didn't want people to bother with. That goes back to what I was saying before um, we had our first guest. The trains don't want to be regulated, they banks don't want to be regulated. And then when stuff like this goes wrong, and people say how does this happen? Both sides pass the legislation, but then both sides roll it back because they're beholden to the money. That's got to change.
1: Fired not prosecuted.
2: Well, it's you know, it's not a it's not a crime to go bankrupt. There's got to be a crime though in paying yourself before you go
1: bankrupt. No,
2: listen, you know Congress won't pass that law either because big business doesn't want them to do that. Everybody does that. Guys completely run businesses into the ground and leave with more money than my whole family made since they came here from Italy.
1: I'm not sure what Biden is doing though. I'm not sure what Biden is doing with any of this stuff anymore. Have you been watching his like tactical moves at this point? He definitely seems to be going more towards
2: the middle. Well, I, I will tell you this. He has a big, he has had as much of a problem with the far left as an awful lot of the mainstream Republican party has had with the absolute far right. I'm not talking about one guy. I'm talking about one mindset. And, the truth is always somewhere in the middle and that's all i'm espousing that we get back to but biden didn't run on a on a wide open far out liberal play i'll tell you what
1: he did in a little he did a little bit i mean he did promise no fossil fuels he did promise all that kind of stuff and now they're going to be drilling in alaska thanks to to biden (laughs) um, which i never would have saw coming and now the left is really pissed i mean aoc just came out and and, uh, well, you well know, Cortez with a her. whole bunch of different things about you know, how Biden sucks, huh? Then I mean, she has get to get crime her bill. Homework.
2: She do has to he- go do her homework because that land in Alaska was identified as strategic petroleum reserve territory in the nineteen twenties. So this had nothing to do with Trump or Biden. I don't think either one of them for as old as they are were even born then.
1: Well, I mean, but he's still going to be drilling. And that was, I think, yeah. the promise that he said that.
2: He... But I'm just as tired of that as everything. I'm really say here's what it boils down to. You know how you said you were pissed off at certain people and no one man in particular or woman in particular. Oh, yeah. Or this that, and the other. And I think I've said this to you off the air, but it's time everybody knows this, too. I am had it. With 99 or 98.9% of this population in this country has to walk on eggshells. So 1.1% doesn't feel disturbed. Oh yeah. But that's happening. Even threatened challenge, challenged, just uncomfortable.
1: That is literally happening everywhere. It's the minority that is getting everything at this point. I don't mean minority by race. I mean, no, right. minority of people. Yes. Um, I'll tell you the story about the Goosebump books. Goosebumps. It's like a kid's book or whatever. Yeah. And without the writer knowing, a publisher go ahead went ahead and changed words to make it more appealing, I guess, to this new generation. But how many people are actually complaining about these books being a problem?
2: Well, who's it still- is the
1: vocal minority that is getting everything at this point.
2: Not only that, but they get to make the changes all by themselves. They wanted to do something about, here's one of the changes. Somebody somewhere, and you got to go back to the publisher because they've got access to the, tra- uh, the rights. They get things printed. The, all the contractual stuff is done with them. All the business is done. So forget who did this. It's the publishing house. But they changed plump to cheerful.
1: Yes, they did plump to cheerful
2: now you know earlier when we were talking about the bank somebody said that they were getting fired not prosecuted this is a case where you can prosecute because that's like walking into the Louvre and drawing a mustache on (laughs) uh, the Mona Lisa and saying well you know we thought that since trans you know maybe the Mona Lisa identifies as a guy today
1: yeah I I don't understand where we're going anymore I just don't
2: And and here's crucified on social media. Everybody was saying, Why could you do this? How could you do this? And all he's trying to do is tell people, I didn't change a word. Yeah, it wasn't me. But once again, this is if I go big picture again, this is also the week where there have been news stories on all the networks about this new AI program where if you play a copy of like, for example, if I had you on tape, let's say I found an old tape of one of your Seth the Barbarian shows. Hi, this is Seth the Barbarian. And I play it for three minutes to this AI thing. It will imitate your voice to where nobody knows it's not you. What the hell kind of world are we going to live in when you can make words up that sound exactly like the person said it. How's the real person going to say they didn't me. do that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're yeah. chuckling at that now. And I'm asking everybody at home, don't just sit there and wait for me to come up with the answer. Does this bother you? And I don't mean you. I mean, everybody at home. Absolutely. We are heading towards a world where you can make stuff up and and imitate somebody's voice. How are you going to know that? We also live in a world digitally where they can make porno films where John Wayne has his way with Martha Washington. I know. That, I mean, jeez, with yeah. artificial intelligence and virtual reality, those four words, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised right now. This is Lent. I've been spending time in church. I've been a lector. This is all about Easter and everybody of the faith and the second cut and all this, that, and everything. Don't tell me that Jesus isn't up there talking to his dad, going, "You want." Back there, now, do you remember what happened to me 2,300 years ago? And those people weren't like this. What are they going to do to me now?
1: <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and uh, call in to the show. We have a new way of calling in. Uh, Call.TheSethWilliamsShow.com. Call.TheSethWilliamsShow.com. You don't have to be on camera. You can just click the microphone to be enabled and join the show. Let your opinions be known. You're asking questions. Nobody's calling in I mean, that's you know, that's what you got to do or you can leave a message um, Mario checks in Mario's Barbershop. I haven't been there in a while. If You can't tell Mario uh, Mario's Barbershop in Parma Pleasant Valley shopping center right next to the uh, big lots over there uh, Mario good dude. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yep. Uh, let's take a break real quick. Uh, there is some football news we could get into. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Leave your comments. Join the show. Whatever you want to talk about, let's do it. We've uh, still got a
0: while to go, so keep paying. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's, where you wanna go there every single time and eat something different until you've eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions you can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space visit trivs in the heart of strongsville call now for reservations 440-238-8830 trivs in strongsville joe burdick custom flags are amazing each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran-owned and proud. Joe Berta creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065 joe burdick flags let me introduce you to charlie's auto repair any car any truck any problem charlie's does it right you know how it is the check your engine light comes on you put air in the tires and the light is still on 216-470-0170. that's charlie's auto repair 13728 Madison in Lakewood Charlie can do it all from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics winter is here so call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs 216-470-0170 Charlie's Auto Repair let Charlie make your car great once again
1: Love Charlie.
0: Charlie's auto repair
1: in Lakewood. My wife was just there the other day. I uh, got a flat tire. I said, How would you get a flat tire sitting in the driveway? <laughs> what does that happen? But apparently it, it does. Uh, so I had to go see Charlie at Charlie's auto repair in Lakewood. Good dude. Took care of us. And I uh, got the car back on the road. Mario, Mario's Barbershop. Checking in. Love you guys. Livvy Two guy.
2: All right. So where we were when we left off.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, let me quote you an article from uh screen, green. Jacob Dressler, March 10th. All right. So this is like three days ago, two days yep. ago. It's clear that we're reaching a point where many classic stories are being reevaluated and then re edited for modern audiences. Some authors approve these changes, others do not. Thus, there will no doubt be plenty of discussions on this matter in the near future. This is what pisses me off the most about thinking or the illusion that you and I and everybody still has a seat at the table and can discuss these changes. Did you read the first sentence or hear the first sentence I read? Many classic stories are being re-edited for Modern Audio. Not they're thinking about it. They are. Not, hey, how about let's discuss this and take a vote. No, we always get to discuss it after it's already done. We've been through this billions of times on this show on purpose and accidentally. We've had people call up and say electric cars this, fossil fuels that, and the key is the... GM, all those companies that made the decision twenty years ago when we were thinking about. Yeah, it's just over and oh, it's Screen Geek that was the the uh, authority. Uh, I mean,
1: they're they're editing these goosebumps, uh, yeah, stories. But what's next? How many things are going to do? I well, mean, they, they get rid of Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn you because you can't they don't read Huckleberry Finn. I mean, you're right. What, you what, is gonna,
2: Huckleberry Finn. what What's going to happen? I'm going to ask you. Everybody. Are they going to edit the Bible? Is that what they're going to do next? No, <laughs> probably. And here's the other thing. What happens the first time one of these AI bots uses the N-word? What happens then? How do you cancel AI when it's uncancelable?
1: But, I mean, you have to understand that these... AI things we always talk about are being programmed by actual people. I mean, they, yeah. they come out with stories saying that, and I, I hate doing this, but that the AI tends to lean left because of who's programming them. Yeah. But I mean, amazing. I applied for a job to actually be one of these programmers for AI. Uh, I have not heard back on that, yet. Uh, but there are jobs out there where you can actually be part of that. So I don't think you're ever going to see the, the N word. Uh God forbid. Well, what happens is, one if
2: it's if it exists in space, they'll rewrite algorithms and eventually stumble. Oh, upon yeah, them. eventually
1: something will happen like that. Um, it, it's a crazy technology, but yeah, what what's next when it comes to censoring and editing and everything else that they're doing?
2: Yeah. I, you know, I remember my dad sitting me on his lap and reading books to me and pointing out the simple words and showing the relationship between the words and the picture to make me curious about reading and how to read. And I taught myself how to read early and books mean the world to me. But how do you raise a kid today or tomorrow or 20 years from now when you can't guarantee to them that the voice they heard on TV was actually the voice of the person that they thought they were listening to, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean sausage. He's been dead since 1969. They make cut and paste and make new words up for him every year, and people sit there and oh, Jimmy Dean's, oh yeah, he's dead. Doesn't bother anybody. What is gonna bother anybody?
1: Well, I mean, it's happening in all... I, I mean, I talked to somebody the other day who said that uh, newscasts and stuff like that are are being taken over by AI and being written. Yes. Uh, eventually... I mean, Triv and I talked about this before. There's going be to be talk shows that are done by artificial intelligence. Exactly. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to... You're not going to have another Triv that's out there giving opinions and giving... Uh, it's not going to happen. It's going to be
2: just fake crap given to you on, online. Well, isn't that why we're here? Because we don't believe in any of that shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, or do we have to adapt to it? That's the uh, the question. Yeah. Watch Bonanza on regular TV today. I had a disclaimer before saying blah 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 about
2: depictions on the show Bonanza. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I there's probably some animal that. some probably some animal rights activist all upset that Haas was actually on a horse.
1: There was something that I watched the other day. That, I mean, they literally put now like disclaimers and warnings on almost everything. I mean, I watched some SpongeBob the other day because it just happened to be on a channel that was left on. And actually, I watched SpongeBob. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed that cartoon. But some of that stuff you can't talk about anymore. I'm surprised they let it actually go out on, on kids' networks. I and have. now these kids' networks, supposedly kids' networks, If you watch the commercials that are going on, they are absolutely indoctrinating our kids to an idea. Instead of showing the next toy that you should be buying uh, for your kid like you used to for Christmas, uh, these ads are targeting young kids, talking about racism, talking about sexuality, talking about inclusion, and all that kind of stuff. And that is a kids' network.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. That's what kids are learning.
1: Yeah, I think. Take
2: the call for a second, because I what I wanted to say is here's another point, folks. Hello. When we talk about the fact that that's what's happening everywhere, please also note that liberals don't run the entire world. They're not in charge of every business. They don't make all the business decisions. This is pure economics, and therefore it ain't. Either side, right now, that's in charge. Now, is the effect going that way? I don't disagree with that at all. But that's not who's doing it. It's not you and me and your neighbor and the guy down the street who's a little bit, you know, open minded or weird, depending on your point of view. That's why we got to bury the hatchet because we're up against this kind of stuff. And who knows what else is on the drawing board? You done? yeah yeah, yeah was, okay was, sorry I didn't, I didn't mean to keep there. talking
1: I'll make another call if you want um, <laughs> no we're fine but I, yeah I don't know who's doing it maybe you're right maybe it is beyond some of the stuff that, that you, you think maybe it's beyond the left and the right maybe it's beyond you know it's it's big business It's people with big money
2: well how about another stupid idea how about the story you sent me earlier about how the IRS if you robbed a bank if you embezzled, if you stole somebody's purse and there was $300 in it, the IRS is asking you to please list that on your income tax. You have to declare (laughs) that you stole all of that. And that's just nuts because some of the commercials that come up afterwards were pretty funny.
1: Yeah, The the world has gone crazy.
2: The question they asked was, if I steal... $3,000. Three thousand dollars, and then some homeless guy steals it from me. Can I write that off as a business loss?
1: <laughs> uh, Brian Mike says it's. I the say Chinese. yeah. He says what? It's the Chinese. Yeah, I wish. Uh, there's a lot going on with the Chinese.
2: There's a ton going on with all that stuff.
1: I mean, I like the food. Yeah. Um, but. Today, I guess, didn't they broker a deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia?
2: I think the actual deal was last week. What I wanted to know is what their def- new defense minister, where did he go today? Who did he talk to? Because supposedly it's another, it's a contract to manufacture weapons. And and here's another thing. Here, Think about this, folks. There are probably... I think there's a book that comes out with all the weapons and munitions in the world, Jane's something, whatever, but there are probably 20, 30 companies in the entire world that manufacture the kind of weapons that make the second amendment useless. No offense, but it is true. So there's 20 of these companies and every single country on the face of the earth has armies, militias, incredible firepower, there's all kinds of coups, overthrows of government, civil wars all over the country and 20 companies making all that money. Why don't we just put a, somebody outside the driveway of those places and check all the trucks as they come out? Where are you going? Why did you make this? Who bought this? And where's it headed? Uh, I. It baffles me that, you know, we got ways of faith. We can, there's video and surveillance and data on everything else except the stuff that we really need to pay attention to.
1: Well, the IRS is asking criminals to report the proceeds from
2: crime and makes an equal amount of sense as gun control. Yeah, well, you know, although I've said before, with all of the stuff that's going on, People say, well, the Second Amendment is there so that if the government gets out of hand, we can change and overthrow everything. I remind everybody, we fought the first revolution because they were going to raise the price of tea. The king is going to raise the price of tea. (laughs) Bullshit. And artificial intelligence, virtual reality, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. And, but, and I'm not just blaming us as humans. You know, the, the scripture says God wiped Sodom and Gomorrah off the face of the earth. But he wakes up every day, looks at New York, California, Vegas, and says, yeah, it's not that bad.
1: Uh, Gunner, why don't enough real liberals like Bill Maher stand up, Mike? Are they scared?
2: Probably. I'll tell you what. I will say this. I, I can't believe how stupid we are and what i mean is this i mean going all the way back uh, i will be the first to tell you the moon is not in the seventh house never made it there and jupiter never aligned with mars peace is not guiding the planets and love is not steering the stars so all that stuff from the 60s like I said, I'm still looking for, because we woke up one day and all of a sudden it was raining men. That's not my fault.
4: You, you, know you why. talk
2: about, you talk about a movement that every time they take a step forward and see that foot, they take a gun out and shoot themselves in that foot. Tell me <clears throat> a more inappropriate time with everything that's going on and supposedly struggling back and forth and making a serious contribution. Do All of the drag queens decide last week they got to read to the kids. What? How stupid? Five years ago, when people wanted, well, let's have social workers, let's send a crisis team out to a domestic violence case and not just some armed guys. And they said, when we want to reallocate all those funds, who came up with the stupid name, defund the police? This is liberals being as stupid as... So all the stuff that they take and all the gruff and all that other stuff, I understand it. I get it. That's exactly what I've meant from day one going, you know, both sides, folks. This is about what comes out of after everybody lets all the thing go and everything ashes, what do we rebuild? And then even thinking, watching the show today when it came on, you know, we had a discussion that maybe I go off on tangents and maybe I really mean to people and guests and stuff. Watch the beginning of the show. There was people in the streets are throwing bombs at each other and the music's all that. What do you expect? Cupcakes. We got to really talk to each other, figure this out and fix it. Uh, Bill Maher
1: actually has surprised me over the years. Well, actually is coming out to be a little bit more something that I can listen to.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I just want to play this video because we were talking, he was talking about Bill Maher, so I want to play this video and and give people an idea of what Bill Maher does now. You saw the video earlier, so I'm going to play this real quick.
3: Cool. Now enjoy this fun photo collage of some of your favorite stars and (laughs) politicians who speak about the need to reduce our carbon footprint, but who are always on private planes. That's right, all of them. If you don't see a celebrity's picture here, it's because we weren't allowed to use it. (laughs) Or their series got canceled. (laughs) But all the environmentalists of Hollywood and Washington do it. Their position on climate change is, we must do more to stop pouring carbon into the air, except for me when I want to go somewhere and then I take a private jet. It turns out there is one thing in this world that is completely impossible to resist, and this is it. (laughs) It's like heroin.
1: So he's changed his tune a little bit from
2: the way that he used to be anyways. Oh, he's gone way past that. He had Bill Barr on the other night, and like I told you, they were talking about the need for bipartisanship, and they were talking about the fact that it's not a left right issue anymore. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. We were talking about this last April. It's almost a year when you and I came up with the concept for this show. By the time people catch on and everybody like dials in and gets to be a part of this and we're rolling, we're not even going to be original anymore. But thank God because all kinds of everything you sent me today I completely understand and agree with the uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of turn, but the uh, federal judge and what happened at Stanford. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yes. Go ahead.
1: A federal judge was invited to Stanford um, to talk. He was invited there and he was shouted down by the uh, liberal um, students that are there. And actually, one of the deans. Uh, st- stood up and said, "If it wasn't for your rhetoric, and don't you think that you, what you've said about COVID, what you said about this, what you said about that, is the cause for the divisiveness?" The and the, uh, she was standing up for the students who were basically running this guy out of the out of the university.
2: And she was the professor they sent over to restore law and order to the presentation. She
1: said that if any of the Republican students had a problem with the way things happen, come talk to her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and good for him because they acted uh, they asked him i I'm trying to find the article. I'll find but if anybody doubts me, but they asked the uh, federal judge uh, said the protesters behaved like dog shit. There you go. How's that for not pulling punches?
1: Yeah and the university did actually apologize to the judge um for whatever that's worth, but that's what I have a problem with when it comes to universities anymore. It seems like they are, again, I want school to teach my kid facts. I want history. I want English, yeah. science, math, and I, I don't want indoctrination. I don't want theories. I don't want opinions taught. I want the facts taught to my kids so they're smart. I know how to go to school and, and talk to people, and but no. Uh, the trouble with bipartisanship is that it usually is screwing over most of us with
2: bipartisan cover. Now, that's I agree with Brian because that's exactly the way the world is today. But, Brian, picture this. Picture this show incites the entire country to the point where every single person on the day that we all pick together takes their Alexis and throws it out. So all of the places that listen to us, make stuff up, build algorithms, send you messages, monitor all your stuff, take uh, control of your banking, and on and on and on and on. If all of us that were grown up enough to go, I don't need this in my house. I can get up out of my chair and turn my own lights on. What if we all said we've had enough of being controlled by a machine that won't turn itself off, and on the same day, We threw it all out. Now what happens, Brian? Now what happens in a country that does that?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I can't disagree there. Now, the Browns are making some moves. Get out of here. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. (laughs) And now I can't find the article, but they just signed somebody and they re-signed their center. You want to talk? Maybe we can talk some Browns football.
2: Ooh. I like they saying Pochick, and I hope they got that guy from Denver. Does his name start with D-E-apostrophe-something? I don't know. what. What's his last name? Uh, that's what I was hoping somebody else would know, because there's a guy that plays for Denver that grew up a Browns fan that has already is, said he wants to come here. Right? Defensive tackle. They might, might
1: Was it, like, a weird name? Like, whatever. Like yeah. kind of like Oreo with a Wakando in it or something?
2: Oh, if, that, if that's him, that's the other guy we should get. And I can't pronounce that name because I wouldn't do it justice. All right,
1: they just signed somebody. Um, let's try to look it up here. Let's take a quick get break you. and get into some of that. And also Cleveland has become or wants to become oh, a yeah. 15-minute city. Go ahead. A 15-minute city. We'll explain that.
2: Oh, we'll be back.
1: Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center right next to Big Lots. You got to check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job. Love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go local business. You got to go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give them a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977, Mario's Barbershop in Parma.
0: Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service, handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install, or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, Call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880.
5: This is Tim Elkhorn, Radio Voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney, no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240.
1: Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Trusaka. Another Monday night. Uh, Brown's making some moves today. Apparently, they restructured um, Deshaun Watson's contract earlier to free up some space.
2: Is that a good thing? Yeah. The tune of $32 million, yeah. So, we got some money to work with. Then they re-signed the center. I don't remember his name.
1: Ethan Pochick. There you go. Re-signed him. And according to the reports I just saw, they signed former Texas edge rusher, God, it couldn't be James Smith. It has to be Ogbonia
2: Okoro
1: Okoroko.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> we'll learn his name before the guy gets here and before the draft, I promise you that. I'll put the effort into it. But he was one of the um, top uh, free agent defensive lineman on the market. So, well, the deal is
1: for 3 years up to 22 million, 12.5 million guaranteed. It was fifth round draft pick. Um, signed a one-year deal one-year deal last year with Houston. 5 sacks all season. Uh which all of which came week 13 on
2: i don't know
1: is he any good i haven't seen anything yeah other.
2: he is he's good but like i said i still want him to pick up that guy from uh denver i'm hoping he comes back to to play for his home the team he grew up being a fan of
1: steelers picked up like peterson or something like that uh Who there's cares? a bunch of stuff going on really yeah, yeah yeah
2: there's a lot going on free agency um I can't think about football yet because I want to play some golf first.
1: Yeah, but football, I mean, the draft is right around the corner, right?
2: 50 days, 49 days. Uh, Sam Darnold,
1: I think, signed with uh, uh, the 49ers.
2: Get out of here. Oh, and, didn't the Raiders get Garoppolo? And the Raiders got Garoppolo.
1: Yeah. Isn't it sad that we signed uh, Deshaun Watson? And I still think that we need a quarterback. <laughs> yes. I idea no yeah, the guy's yeah. not any good. It wasn't last year. Is he going to magically be
2: better this year? Yeah, with all the coverage and all that stuff then what he poor guy's put up with. He needs poor to guy. He needs to step up and start playing like a man who's been rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> He's been rubbed the right way for many years and
1: now <laughs> all of a sudden he can't handle it. Yep. Yeah. I mean that, that's one thing I said before and I'll say it again. This guy needs to, let the guy get massaged, man. I don't care. He's not like he's married, cheating on his wife or something. As long as he's not doing something illegal, you know, no trafficking or anything like that. You know, hell, I'll help him out if it helps this team.
2: I want a Super Bowl. No, I think that's why they make curtains. You probably <laughs> yeah, could uh, help. Uh,
1: the draft, the draft was, is uh, the
2: Browns Super Bowl. No kidding.
1: Uh, the trouble with bipartisanship. Uh, yeah. uh, Do they even have a
2: They don't have a first round pick right No they don't they can trade for one I don't know who they're how they're going to package But they still Have with a couple compensatory Picks and some executive That got signed earlier Last year or something we still Have nine picks in The seventh round so We're going to get some bodies in here what we got to do Is start finding those gems in the Second third and fourth round that make it to the pro bowl
1: is there anybody out
2: there that you want for this team yeah and i wish i can't i can't think of his name next commercial break i'll google it but i don't even have my phone i was all excited about coming in and going off on some of this stuff i forgot my I, so i can't do any research i'm trying to
1: see if i see anybody like of importance uh, out there jalen ramsey signed with the dolphins
2: yep um
4: a
1: lot of people I don't know. Bengals didn't do much.
2: No, nope.
1: Browns. All they got is the edge guy Obo.
2: We need a yeah. We need a wide receiver and some defensive line help. We'll be okay. The Steelers got Patrick Peterson.
1: Cornerback Patrick Peterson signed with the Steelers. Who did he
2: play for? I don't
1: know. Keith uh, Keenum. Remember him? Yeah. Going to the uh, Houston Texans.
2: Wow. He was good, right? Yeah. Didn't you hear that? Oh uh, gosh, who is it? Who's after Baker? <laughs> the list is long. No, somebody is actively pursuing Baker Mayfield. That oh, was somebody's there. after Baker Mayfield? Yeah. There was a contender that was wanted him. I haven't seen him anywhere yet. Oh my. Oh. Help us out, folks.
1: Just call the show. You can call yeah, the show. Call, call the show. Somebody to fucking, I mean, freaking call the show and we put out the thing Call dot the Seth Williams It's easy enough to use. And, you know, I just want somebody to call and just say hi. Just say you suck. Just say anything. Just call and hang up. <laughs> Who you <even> care? <laughs> yeah, so we've tested out at this point. Right. Uh, I don't know. One day ago, somebody wrote that uh, Baker Mayfield was running out of time in the NFL. Oh, the Tampa Bay Bucks may be targeting. Exactly. That's Baker.
2: that's who it was. I did, yeah, it was Tampa.
1: <laughs> uh call.thesethwilliamshow.com. I just want to see if it works for God's sake. But whatever. Uh, so Cleveland is going to become a 15-minute city. Did you read this article?
2: Yes, I did.
1: So a 15-minute city is supposedly a city where everything is what 15 minutes of walking or cycling
2: yeah yeah
1: so every business every restaurant everything everything is supposed to be within 15 minutes is that correct is that what I read
2: oh it, it's yes and that's just the tip of the iceberg because what's going to happen now is picture the entire planet picture finding a soulmate and somebody to raise kids with Forget about anything other than who lives within walking distance. That's who you're going to marry. I'm telling you, man, you know that commercial where that guy's out in his yard with those stupid glasses on jumping around because he's doing virtual reality. thing. We're not going to be able to go anyplace anymore. We're not going to be able to do anything. You want to go see the Coliseum here. Put these glasses on. It makes you feel like you're right there.
4: Well,
1: what I don't understand are Not they going to change? Are, are they going to change the city? Or are they going to like make things? They're
2: going to make little pockets. They're going to just make sure that there's a bakery and a dry cleaner and a little market. And it, it, it it's like New York City is now. You walk around, you can't find a giant, you know, uh, BJ's or Costco or Sam. But every six blocks, there's a little grocery store and there's a little meat market and there's a little coffee shop and there's a little Nick next store. The, the whole game, I've said this, and I'm going to keep saying this, and so we're going to talk about this a lot. The whole goal is to make sure that we don't go anywhere do anything. Uh, the days of getting in your car, going wherever you want, doing whatever you wanted to do, <laughs>
1: If I could find a BJ's within a block, I'd be happy to have that kind of a city.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're talk- are you talking about the, the store or? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, I was talking about the store, but you're talking about. I forget it. about there it. There should be a shop for that too, because there should be basic needs. Um, but I don't know how. I mean, so
1: are they trying to eliminate cars? Is that
2: the- Well, here's the thing: there is nothing more of a waste than making. Ungodly amounts of everything that don't get sold and dumped every year. It's just a real inefficient use of. And since big business is focused on mar- maximizing their profits, if they can get everybody to wear this, eat this, live here, do that, there you go. Because then you can make plans. Because that's the bottom line. The isn't isn't business grows proportionately, and the population grows geometrically?
1: Isn't Cleveland already kind of like a fifteen minute city? It's not very big. I mean, how far do you want to go? I mean, if you drive, if you walk down Euclid, you can pretty much get to anything you want to get to.
4: True.
1: I mean, you can go from the casino. A mall, yeah, it's not going to be hard. To restaurants. I so I mean, it's not like it's a huge town. I mean, your furthest walk is going to be from somewhere to like Brown Stadium.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you don't see a lot of pedestrians. You don't see a lot of people out riding bicycles. This isn't like you know Tour de France. Have you do you go downtown a lot? I spent a lot of time downtown. My office used to be on Public Square. I mean, so I mean, do you go downtown now? Do you walk or do, do I you, haven't? Have you ever
1: gone on one of those scooters that they have downtown? Never. I, mean, Never. I I, I That's don't like
2: know. eating kale.
1: I, I guess I, you know, I saw this originally, this story on TikTok, of all things. Um, if you want to follow us on TikTok, uh, Seth Williams podcast, Seth Williams podcast on TikTok. Uh, Gunner, you actually, uh, one of your questions actually made it to TikTok. Um, so you can check that out. Cool. Uh, but I saw this Cleveland 15-minute city on there because there were a couple people actually bitching, saying, God help us all. If Cleveland turns into a fifteen-minute city, now I don't know if I necessarily see the problem with it. I mean, are you not going to be able to drive? Or are you going to be allowed to drive? How does oh, that God. work? I don't know. how the fifteen-minute city thing works, I tried to look it up, and the majority of what I saw was just saying everything is going to be super close together.
2: Yeah, and I hate uh, back when I was, we were trying to do the thing about uh, uh, what you call it, uh, global warming. One of the articles I was going to conclude with, and one of the stuff is the fact that that's the whole goal of everything is when everything is real close and everything, then you only have six choices to do this, that. And the article was like, welcome to 2030. I don't own anything and I'm happier for it. And it scared me. It just, I think it should keep people up at night. And uh, I will look for it. Keep talking. I'll find it.
1: Brian says the idea is that they will force everyone from the suburbs into the city. Uh, No. I mean, are they going to take stuff out of the suburbs? (laughs) Uh, That's why it's not good. No, really. I mean, it doesn't sound like a great idea to me, but then again, I don't go downtown for anything.
2: Um, Listen, once again, though. The plans for this—this this isn't a new idea. This isn't something that started last week. This is something that's been in the works for dozens of years.
1: I mean, I'd like to get you know, some people from the city on. We, I, we need to do—we need to do an all-Cleveland show.
2: I would love to,
1: and just talk about what's going on with the city, what's going on downtown. Yep. Um, we drove through downtown not that long ago. Uh, just taking a drive, we went to the West Side Market, which was packed and it was nice and it was kind of cool to see, but that's not, I don't consider that that's not downtown. No, not right. Um, So they got the West 25th area over there, which was decent and a lot of people out and about doing their thing. And then we took a ride over the bridge downtown and there's not a whole lot that you can be excited about. I mean, I guess some of the stuff on Euclid was okay, but I'm not going to park my car Pay and then walk around it. There's nothing downtown that I was that excited that I couldn't get somewhere else. Even, you know, a house of blues or something like that. I mean, I'm not going to go down there regularly. Um, The restaurants, not so much. I mean, what is exciting about going downtown that they want to make it a 15 minute city where everything is down there? Well, it's not. If they're going to do that, that, they better change the parking situation down there.
2: Well, every 15 minutes is going to be like a new pod. That's what's scary. That's what's scary is you li- just take a map and draw little 15 minute radiuses. And the inside that pod has to be enough business for the people that want to work enough food for the people that want to eat enough recreation for the people that want to recreate and enough open air space for the people that just like want to just keep from committing suicide. Right. Well, our city isn't that big, is it? I mean, No. You walk
1: 15 minutes from Euclid, you're going to end up in a
2: lake. If you go to and read articles like this NTT thing on innovation for a sustainable future, this is the crap that's being talked about at all these futuristic world conferences. Nobody works. Everybody gets a universal minimum living wage, and you're told just stay on the paper. It's like you're a little puppy and they're trying to potty train you. Just stay on the paper, otherwise you're severely punished. You're that little thing in your neck like the electric fence goes off <laughs> and you're shocked to all hell and you piss yourself and then you got to go home. But that's the world that they're building. It has nothing to do with anything and it requires that oh here we go. I told you I would find it. Welcome. This is uh Forbes, the World Economic Forum. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. Does that sound like anything you want to discuss in a country like America and the values that we have been arguing over? How do we preserve them? This is what scares me, folks. This is why we got to get past all the personal shit. This is Forbes magazine commenting on the world economic um, uh, forum and these conferences are being welcome to my city, or should I say our city? I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. Everything is considered a product now has become a service. We have access to transportation, accommodation, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. One by one, all these things became free. So it ended up not making sense for us to own much. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Everybody with a gun is going to shoot themselves when this comes around. Sometimes I use my bike when I go see some of my friends. I enjoy the exercise and the ride. In our city, we don't pay rent because someone else is using our free space whenever we don't need it. What the hell? This is what's going to draw everybody else together because we are light years behind keeping up with something that's already in print and the World Economic Forum that has seminar after seminar. You can go to these. You can join them online. But you don't see this crap covered by any of of the networks. It's not the fake news you got to worry about, folks. It's the invisible news. It's World. not the fake news you got to worry about. It's the invisible news. And I think I'm the only one in America, first one in America to say that. What am I supposed to do? I can't ride a bike
1: or walk that far. So
2: Shopping, I, I don't I'm... remember what that is. For most of us, has been turned into choosing things to use. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes I want the algorithm to do it for me. Whoa. <laughs> Keep going,
1: man. I, I'm interested in this. This is kind of right.
2: crazy. When AI and robots took over so much of our work, we suddenly had time to eat well, sleep well, and spend time with other people. Seriously, AI and robots do everything so that you have all kinds of free time. Doing what? We don't talk to each other, we don't communicate, we send each other texts, we don't draw. Oh my god in heaven. Here we go. And
1: let me tell you about free time. Free time sucks. Isn't it <laughs> too much free time? And that's not a good thing.
2: My biggest concern is all the people who do not live in our city. Those we lost on the way. Those who decided that it became too much, all this technology. Those who felt obsolete and useless when robots and AI took over big parts of our jobs. Those who got upset with the political system and turned against it. Oh my God, what am I talking about? They live different kinds of lives outside the city. Some have formed little self-supplying communities, Others just stayed in the empty and abandoned houses in small 19th century villages. Once in a while, I get annoyed about the fact that I have no real privacy. Nowhere can I go and not be registered or watched. I know that. Somewhere everything I do, think, and dream of is recorded. I just hope that no one will use it against me. Folks, you know, we all read 1984 in school where Big Brother took over everything, it was supposed to be a struggle. Now it's like Satan himself has shown up, and it's like, oh, you want to do me from behind? You stand there. I'll just back up. How many people will accept that kind of thing? People are accepting of well, it. And this that's the kind of society that, that we're living World Economic Forum annual meeting of the Global Future Councils. The annual meeting of the Global Future Councils. Those are more dangerous than either the Republican or the Democratic National Conventions. A young global leader and a member of the Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanization of the World Economic Forum. I I told you, man, I read this article and it's like, I, I know this is why I do what I do. This is why I get pissed. This is why I'm in a hurry. This is why I want everybody with a brain to pull up their chair. We got to talk about this stuff.
1: Well, the problem is, again, I think that there's going to be a lot of people that just accept it. They'll just say,
2: okay, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And, and they already do,
1: do it. I, and yeah, but how do you defend it? How do you do, how do you beat it?
2: Like I said, what happens when everybody, everybody with a Alexis throws it out? You want to change the fact that McDonald's forces you to use a kiosk when you go in, when there's all kinds of people back there and nobody takes your order. Then everybody for a month, just one month. Go to Burger King only (laughs) and force McDonald's to open their doors and put real cashiers and people behind the registers to take your order.
1: You know what happened to me the other day? you were talking about that. It's kind of funny that you say that. Um, I was grabbing something for my daughter to eat because she had to go to work and so I was grabbing her something quick and so I went into McDonald's and they have the two kiosk things there. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't want to use them because I think it's disgusting touching everything that everybody else has touched and I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go to the counter. So I went to the counter to order just a little food. Yeah. And nobody came up to help me. Four people came in after me, all used the kiosk, got their food, and then somebody came over and took my order. I waited yeah. for other people to get their food before right. my order was taken because they didn't have somebody to come up and just help me out at the register. And it's absolutely absurd. But, nobody, but people are now being programmed to go into a, a fast food restaurant, touch the screens, and accept that as reality.
2: I'm but at Walmart. shouldn't. Yeah, I agree. I'm you at can't Walmart, go to Walmart anymore without with, and see a real person. There's no cashiers. And no. then if you get an if you buy one apple, that just the alarms go off and the system shuts down, and somebody's got to come over and put in a password, and deal with the fact that the machine can't handle the fact that you only bought one apple. And I looked at the lady and I asked her, "What happens next year? Am I going to have to unload the truck?" Am I going to have to go out in the back and just, like, get my stuff off the truck? And everybody, everybody, oh, my God, I just want to go on Amazon and click, and it'll show up and go to me. I will tell you something. I'm pissed. These lazy-ass people that won't go do their own grocery shopping, then they get the space closest to the door so that the person can come out and deliver their food.
1: And let me tell you about this. F you, man. Let me tell you about that. Now, being in the situation that I'm in, you know yeah. what I noticed? There's a lot of handicap spots that are no longer handicapped. Because yeah, because they're curbside these, pickup. Yeah, they put these spots on that the signs say curbside pickup. And Screw those people. outrage, to be honest with you. I, the other I, thing I'm that I saw the other way. day, the other thing I saw the other day was, on, again, I took a picture of it. I should post it online. I went to a place of words it, whatever, and they had like all kinds of spots that were taken up front. So there was nowhere for handicapped people to park because they had electric car charging stations. Yeah. Of course Here's it was on my, the east side because that's what happened on the east side. Uh, but yeah, it was
2: electric car parking. Yeah. station. Here's my solution. Spots. Civil disobedience is my solution. Every single person that's listening to us tonight, when you go see a curbside space, In a parking lot that's private property, like Aldi's or Giant Eagle and so on and so forth, park in it. Fill them up. There's no law. There's nothing that warns you you're going to get sighted or towed or any of that stuff. Just park in it. Fill them up and tell those people, take those curbside things and put them at the far end of the parking lot and let the employee push the cart out there and give them their food because they're too busy to shop.
1: Let's see. A lot of stuff I don't agree with you on, but I absolutely agree with that. When I saw the other day all these curbside pickup spots that used to be handicapped spots, but now people are too freaking lazy to just go and do their own shopping. That's crazy. Um, I know. Mike, you think uh, the goal of the World Economic Forum is to is to get everyone to turn urban areas, steal the land, and control all the natural resources,
2: money in the bank, oil, natural gas, minerals? Well, let's put it this way. It's not just urban areas. They want to do it everywhere because at the same time, the other article I was going to bring up on on, uh, climate change night was the fact that Bill Gates has bought over 250,000 acres of prime farmland. They're going to put the small independent farmers out of business and grow whatever they want to grow, which means they're going to tell you what you need to eat. That's the plan. Research the World Economic Forum, research sustainability, research smart, just the word smart, because what that means is all of the devices that will keep track of you. Folks, if we don't do something about this world that's coming, we're going to have no choice but to just bend over and grab our ankles. I don't want that for America, and I don't care. Where you're from, what you look like, how you vote—as Americans, we all, as a group, deserve a hell of a lot better than that.
4: Yeah,
1: I totally agree with you. But again, you struggle between adapting to what is new, yeah, and then accepting what is wrong. Right. Exactly. Because you know there are things to social media and then places like TikTok that. Maybe not are are you need, but are somewhat enjoyable, and you can do those kind of things and be all right. But there's also bad things to them, and so I don't know where you, you know, where you draw the line between adapting to what is new and technology and everything else, and knowing what the hell they're doing, because what the hell they're doing is really scary.
2: Well, you're right. The Chinese is buying land in America too. Yeah. And don't you think? And I will tip my hat to you. The last two or three videos that you've posted that were consequential and made you think were off of TikTok. No wonder they don't want those on anybody's phone. Isn't it going to be really funny if the people that end up telling the truth about who we are and what's going on and what we're doing are the Chinese?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you get through all the fluff and crap that's on TikTok. Well, I love that stuff too. Wow. Listen, the
2: fluffing the crap is how I deal with the way the world's going.
1: Yeah. And believe me, there's you know, plenty of interesting things to look, like, look at on TikTok, yeah. um, depending on what
2: your algorithms
1: are. But there is a lot of very useful information yep. and some scary information and some enlightening information, some stuff that you may not know is going on. And when you see it, you're like, wow, yeah, that's actually. Yeah, awesome. you're right. There's stories that you don't hear about on the, the regular news or Fox News or CNN. There's stuff that you you find them. out that you didn't realize was happening because you know what people are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Sometimes you know There's what we're a lot of really talented and smart people out there that find a lot of shit and they there put are. it out there. And sometimes the media, I don't care which side of the media is on, they aren't showing it to you. But the information is out there.
2: That's true, but you got to admit, I wonder sometimes if there are more people that, like you said, are intelligent, but they barely outnumber the kind of people that are like two or three brain cells more complicated than an amoeba. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's a just more. a lot of people out there. I mean, you know, and that's just like I say in my act, people go, well, you know, maybe Maybe things would be better if more people vote Ah, If you sit at home and you're double wide, you eat nothing but macaroni and cheese and you think wrestling's real. I don't give a shit who you think should be the president.
1: One, there's nothing wrong with double wives. I've seen some very nice ones. There's nothing wrong with wrestling. I like wrestling. It's enjoyable. It's fun entertainment. Um, so those people are allowed to vote in some cases. But look, what I'm saying is I think I don't think you give people enough credit. Like I saw yeah. a half naked woman you know, bikini. And she is working at a coffee shop. And because it's like apparently like a bikini coffee shop. Okay. And she's TikTok live, doing a video of TikTok live. And so she's live serving people and doing this on TikTok in a bikini. Now, you're going to sit here and say this woman has the brain of an amoeba. She's one of the smartest damn people out there. You know why? Because people are tipping her and they are giving her money on TikTok while she's doing it. She's, she's making forty thousand a week. Yeah, she's no kidding. I guarantee you, she's making more money than me and my wife combined. Well, I don't make anything right now, but uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, Mario says he loves mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese too. Yeah, but I said only mac and cheese. You gotta, you gotta eat something else once in a while.
1: What, what's your favorite mac and cheese? Just asking, real quick, before we get
2: back. To Actually, I don't. I'm never. Been a big fan of that at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't eat mac and cheese. I'm Give a me a loaded baked potato. I'm a Velveeta guy, but uh,
1: I just think that you know, what's coming up and what you're reading about is absolutely terrifying. I know. And what this world is in for is absolutely terrifying. I yeah. don't know how we change it, though. I don't think we're going to see a revolt. I don't think you're going to get, you know, <laughs> you know, 350 million people in this country to stand up to, to whatever, whoever's controlling everything. But if isn't that states,
2: what's needed? If, isn't yes. That, isn't that what's
1: needed, though? Don't yes. we have to stand up? But who do you take out? I mean, I'm not talking about killing anybody. I'm saying, no, no, no. I know. I know. Power. I mean, the Bill Gates, the George Soros's. I mean, who do you remove? Who's in charge? Who's doing it?
2: Well, here's the thing Big banks. I mean, about big if, bank Before they can't even keep their doors open. If we can't stop this. Let's make sure they adjust what they think is the universal minimum wage and make sure that we all live a little bit better than they want us to.
1: I mean, do you think money is controlling it? I mean, is that what you think? Is you think it's just a.
2: I, I told you a long time ago, read the trilogy by Nomi Prince, the. Uh, all the presidents, bankers, and, and on down. They're we'll get into this over the weeks. I mean, we're not going to be able to solve everything tonight, but the thing oh, is, I'm right, people get, you know, people listen to and start to pay attention to and at least agree, hey, let's go explore this together. I mean, if if nothing else, let's look back at all the stories that we did cover tonight. Most of them were reported to the general public as little sound bites or little 30-second stories and so on and so forth. Nobody even knew when you hear that story, you have an instant gut reaction. And usually depending on who you listen to, it's conditioned on how they want you to react. But nobody sits back and realizes that like the uh, Willow Project is 20 years old and the uh, the uh, censorship uh, problem is 20 years old and the uh, World Economic Forum thing is 50, 60 years old. And all of that kind of stuff to show that, um, yeah, but it's happening now. I know that you, that dude, you always see right to the crux of the problem and it's happening so fast. It's like, how do you get a handle on it? I, I gotta have some faith. And one of the things I told you is I believe in the fact that we're in Northeast Ohio, that all those people that called triv up with some common sense decency, salt of the earth, basic humanity, their reaction to things when shared would feed everybody that was curious and we could build on that. That's why I wanted to do this show in Cleveland.
1: I'm going to put this out there again. You can uh, join the show by going to your browser on your phone, your tablet, your computer, typing in call.thesethwilliamshow.com you can call in, like a regular call, like if you were just calling a phone number. You don't have to be on camera. You can give us your opinions. Um, one thing that I think is a problem, like in yeah. just a 10-second video, and it's not really on the topic that we're talking about, but it is kind of, we're Go being lied it. to. We're being lied to, and people, a lot of people are stupid, and they don't see I that agree. we're being lied to. I agree. This is just a simple 10-second video Showing how easily people are, they just and they buy what they hear. They buy what they hear.
2: Okay, let's listen
1: see. Just real quick.
2: First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down.
1: That guy said one thing, both sides of the and then the other day said another thing, and people believe it.
2: First of well, all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down.
1: It's, and those are the people that are in charge. Whether you want to believe it or not, Fauci is one of the top whatever's in the country, in the world. And he's telling us what to believe, and people believe it. And then he says something else, and people believe it. And that's what's happening all over the place.
2: Well, that issue gets complicated or, or it gains a different dimension two ways. Way number one. Well, actually three ways. Way number one. He served under the former president. How was the former president saddled with him?
4: So somebody
2: else was decided, boom, there's our spokesman. Number two we don't know the context out of what those single sentences were. And that's okay because it is what it is. But the third one is let's go back to what we were talking about earlier. What's going to happen in a world where somebody could make that second comment up using AI and Fauci's one of those guys running around going, I never said that. How are you going to be able to prove that stuff?
1: I agree, but you did. I mean, he
2: did yeah i that's what i'm saying it's bad now it's only getting worse
1: so i don't know uh let's take a quick break and we'll take more of your comments your calls if you want to call in and uh we'll be uh, right back except hey, for Smoking rock and roll food trucks you got to check them out man the food is just unbelievable mac and cheese is fantastic the brisket everything else is just to die for you got to check out Smoking rock and roll 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. You can give them a call 216-539-2239 to book a food truck. Uh, you know, find out where they're going to be at. They're going to be all over the place. especially when the spring and summer hits. It's unbelievable food. They win awards all over the place. Run by my good friend uh, Billy Morris uh, and his friend Todd. They're good people and they make great, great food. You got to check it out. Smoking and Rock and Roll.
0: SmokingRockandRoll.com. Arrantees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Arrantees and Signs. 4883 Turning road call us at 216 9344
1: hey it's up for audio bay studios in bay village and now if you need a podcast done you got a band you got to record some stuff audio bay studios is the place to go train technicians uh, good management there i'm telling you audio bay studios has helped me out tremendously with my podcast you want to go there, Audio Bay Studios, 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. It's right next to, or in the same building, I should say, as Smoke and Rock and Roll. Some of the best barbecue food trucks in town. The best barbecue food trucks in town. Tell me, you got to check out Audio Bay Studios. I know the guy, Chris Aiken. I know the guy, Billy Morris. They're good people. They take care of you. Audio Bay Studios, if you got a podcast that you want to start recording, Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village is the place to be. 605 Clegg Parkway. Give them a call. 216-713-0066. That's 216-713-0066. Back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike DeSoka. Uh, hope you're having a good Monday night. Hope you had a good Monday. Uh, Brian texted in. I tried to use the listen feature on the website and I couldn't get it to work. I just did it and it worked just fine Click on a the tab of the Seth Williams go to the Seth Williams Click on the listen tab at the top and then there's a player right there and click on it And it started playing right up for me. So I don't know But I just checked it out And it's snowing again and I'm looking at the radar and it looks like there's a um, big huge blob of snow Headed in our direction
4: again.
2: Is it snowing out by you? Uh it was snowing really heavy up until about time the show started. Now it stopped, so I'm I'm saying we got an inch. That's but. what she said. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. There's a big blob out over the lake, and it's kind of making its way across Cleveland area. A little bit down towards Akron, but definitely over here, um, coming down pretty good. So I don't know. I don't know what we do from here, Mike. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know who you take out. I don't know who's controlling everything. It's certainly not Biden. I don't think Biden can control his bowels, much less there you go. the country. So, and honestly, I mean, I think it goes on with every president. I don't. You know, well, I thought Trump had good ideas, and I don't think that. I think. And I know you hate the guy, but I think that what was good about Trump was that he wasn't the same shit that we see all the time with the same people that are in politics, the same people that are spotting the same crap all the time. And what I thought about him was he had good ideas and nobody was going to work with him. Um, and somebody different, maybe there's somebody different out there that's the same way. I think we need somebody that's not. I hate using the, the, that swamp word because it's just overplayed yeah, and overused, <clears throat> but somebody that's not a part of that system because yeah. we are lied to and we are lied to by a lot of people and I don't know where it ends though or where it begins maybe. I agree. Kind of I don't know where, who do we look to to say enough is enough?
2: Uh, uh, the show's a start. I think everybody's got to put the effort into being a better person and then identify and bond with that group of people because it's character traits that you won't don't want to see evaporate, dissipate, and die. You still want to see that person that goes above and beyond. You see, still want to see that person that – does things with no need to be thanked or make money or do all of that kind of stuff and then have the patience to help and teach and lose. I find it troubling that um, one of the more recent polls of people 21 and under said that 68% of them prefer to communicate by text than to have an actual conversation and that stuck in my head for a couple weeks. Cause I found that out a couple weeks ago, last night, uh, night before somebody in the neighborhood had a birthday and there are eight of us, four couples that get together and have a great time when we do it. We went back to, um, the woman who was having a birthday. We went back to her. No, we went to somebody else's house to continue celebrating the birthday. She had the cake. We sat there for four hours, all of us between late 40s and late 60s, four different couples. And we talked. We talked face to face. We told stories. We stood up and did impressions. We told jokes. And nobody used a cell phone. And I'm sitting there after the first three hours, and it dawns on me, oh, my God, nobody does this anymore. We got to learn. back. It's just like I used to lament. I wish in Cleveland somebody would open a supper club where you could go and get a good steak and listen to a small five-piece orchestra or a torch singer and just get dressed up and go out and have a good time. I long for those kind of things. And the thing about it is, when somebody does it the right way to make and, and does a good job and is turns it into a business, people will line up. So I'm kind of hoping that this whole estrangement thing, this whole isolation thing, well, the pendulum will swing backwards and people will start to crave some human touch and some human contact again. I I agree with you there, and and one of the ways to bridge that gap is doing what we're doing, which is let everybody talk, or sit home and not call in, whatever they want to do, but at least offer that bridge and that mechanism to people.
1: I got a a message from a good friend who says swear on your other leg that I don't do uh, curbside pickup. Now, I'm going to just say this. I do swear on my other leg that I do not do curbside pickup. Um, you know, we, If we eat out, generally we get to go food. I will walk in to get the food. When we go to grocery stores, Walmarts, anything like that, we do use the handicap spots, but I park and walk into the stores and do it. And shop. And, and I don't care. Look, there are people out there, that that's fine for them, and I I don't have a problem with it. But I have a problem with it is taking up the handicap spots to put curbside pickup spots. One curbside pickup means pull up to the freaking curb and they can put your groceries in, not park your car in some spot that is meant for a handicapped person or an expectant mother uh, or something like that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with people doing curbside pickup. Look, if I had the money to do DoorDash, I'd probably do DoorDash more often. But DoorDash and stuff like that is expensive.
2: Um, I have an idea.
1: My wife and I are actually talking about becoming door dashers. She would drive and I'd go with her and or do the Instacart thing where we go shopping for other people and pick that stuff up just to make extra money.
2: You don't want to do the Instacart thing. Trust me. Those people are just like they're you look in their eyes. They're brain dead. They're soulless. But I do have an idea for a business. The one that hasn't been thought of yet. It's probably the last one. But if we get in on this, it'll be just like the people that decided, hey, let's put water in a bottle and charge people for it. Here's my idea. You go to a gym or like you said, after the show, you usually go to the rec center and you see people that are dedicated, sacrifice, work hard, work themselves into shape. Some of them have great bodies and all that kind of stuff. And it's just and they're healthy. Here's what we do we hire teams of four to ride around in little cars. And I haven't thought of the name yet, but you can get decals to cover up the car and they'll show up and they will knock on the door and you have to leave the door open. And once you give them permission to come in, they will enter your house, walk into the bathroom, bend you forward and wipe your ass for you. (laughs) Because that's about the only thing people are too lazy. They don't shop. They don't think. They don't vote. They don't do this. They don't do that. And that's what's left. If people are so, either they can't wipe their own ass, or they're too lazy to. But if we provide that service, we'll make a lot of money because like, people I, will sit there and go, "Why should I touch the toilet paper and use my?" Yeah, they'll pay for that.
1: Like I, I don't. That, that's funny, but I I, I really don't. It doesn't really bother me if people want to use those services. I mean, that's that. I think it's great, and I think it's good that somebody came up with that idea to make money doing it. And yeah, if it's a service that you like and want to do, I think that's good for you. I just think that there should be parameters where the spots aren't taken yeah they
2: don't park close to the door that's not too much to ask if you're having somebody run your groceries out to you it doesn't make a difference where you park yeah they can it's run them out that them has further. to go a little farther so let me park by the door because i'm going in to buy a whole grocery carts full of stuff and pay for it and carry the stuff out myself you just want to show up and have somebody bring it out to you you can park
1: yeah, they could park a little yeah, bit further right. away and let the let yeah. the employee come out for, you know, right. as far as they have to go to do it. Right. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. So, I, again, I don't, you know, people can do more what they want. I mean, God, medicine. man. I, I think that it's great that people come up with new ideas to make life easier on people. There's, I mean, that's what people want is to make life easier. I want, yeah. wish life was easier. Part of the reason why I go in and don't use those kind of services, I'm just being honest, is because I'm so freaking happy that I can get up out of a car now Isn't it after the truth? months of sitting in a stupid wheelchair and have my leg chopped off. The Isn't fact that, that the I can truth? actually get out of the car and walk in makes me so happy that I didn't care really where I have to park at this point. Thank you. Um, I, I'm excited to go into a store and be able to do it. Everybody the Now, It's so great that I can actually walk around with a a cart without using a cane or nothing, and I can walk over and pick stuff up. Bingo. Uh, That makes me so happy that I'm more than happy to walk into a store and get what I have to get.
2: Uh, Yep. And here's the other thing. Uh, Just today, here's the example. I bought four cucumbers that were on sale for, for $3. They were this big around, and they were this long. And it's the best cucumbers I've seen in three weeks. Everything's been skinny and, mean, and on and on and on. Finally, a cucumber that looked like a cucumber. The person that you hire to go pick a cucumber, they don't care what it looks like. They're not going to buy the three biggest ones and take them away.
1: Somebody's having a good night at your house, huh? Yeah. We're... Big cucumbers?
2: <laughs> yeah. <Huge laughs> cucumbers. I got four of them in case three break. I was gonna say, man, you stocked up. <laughs> You're
1: sick, but I love it. those fresh though. We'll do. Uh, God, all right, let's uh, let's wrap things up because uh, we, we got can a lot do of that. stuff. I got, I gotta go to the rec center, and it's all snowing right.
2: out, so I, I don't want to get there before. I'm it's gonna... really coming down out there. Man. All right, let me do one last Jesus. Thing. Let me do one last plea to everybody that I know is listening. Call in the show. um, We'll listen through the course of the week. There are individual topics. There are things that drive you nuts. There are things that have you wondering what's up, what's down. There are things that piss you off. There are things that need further discussion. Share them. All you got to do is go to sethamike.com. Or, uh, or call the show or send an email at
1: outlook.com. Seth and Mike at, outlook.com. at outlook.com
2: and we will do the research we will bring the facts to the table and here's the thing the more of you that call in and show up Seth and I have already discussed this we're going to put three, four, five of you underneath and we'll do panel discussions to talk about how to fix things or how to educate people or how to get people past all that it's coming, folks. You're part of it. Be part of it.
1: Leave your comments. Leave your messages. Facebook. YouTube, all that kind of stuff. We'll check it. We'll email us Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. Check out the TikTok page, Seth Williams Podcast on TikTok. You can uh, leave your comments and all kinds of stuff and messages, ideas, whatever you got, let us know. That is good. And next Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday, call the freaking show. <laughs> call dot. <laughs> dot the Seth Williams call dot the Seth and uh, join us but uh, otherwise we will talk to you Wednesday have a great night be careful in the snow thank you Mike have a good night
2: each you Seth good night yeah